Well, hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. We're here again. After Very the, reluctantly. After the last time we spoke, which was when? Do you remember? I can't remember now. Mm-hmm. It was August. Oh, was it? Yeah. Why are we still doing this? <laughs> we are not <laughs> nobody, still doing nobody this. Cares. That's why we're doing this, because no, we're not still doing this. Nobody cares. Don't you understand? Nobody cares! Nobody cares about you doing it. Um, actually... <laughs> 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 I want to talk about Shabolch Fekete. Well, because we want to speak Hungarian on this episode. <laughs> I don't necessarily know he is Hungarian. I just said it sounds like a Hungarian name. Welcome to You Didn't Let Me Finish. Tonight, it's I'm Not Sure We're Even Gonna Start. <laughs> I'm Victoria Mitzi. Victoria Mitzi. What podcasts were made for. And you are. <laughs> I was waiting for you to tell us exactly who you are. Nobody just knows who you are from your name. You're not that they famous. They do, they do, because they tune back in, because I go into their inbox if they subscribe. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I'm Ben Ando, and I'm a former BBC News correspondent, and now I run a little company that makes model trains. And as I think I probably did mention back in August, I was on Jeremy Vine talking about it. Oh, don't. You did mention that <laughs> yes, for I'm a long not. time. I'm literally going to mention this every single time I had to cut it out now. as much as I could <laughs> do without changing the meaning of what we were saying. <laughs> I'm Victoria Mitzi, a journalist, and uh, I have a profession that we don't mention, which is... The oldest profession. <laughs> Sounds a bit rude. <laughs> the game for all the family. Why I pretended to be a cool girl this evening. <laughs> a 20 buck blow and go. Actually, I'd be doing a lot better if I was doing that. Uh, Would I... you, though? <laughs> <laughs> Where are we? In an English country garden. Uh, I don't know. We're, we're in Little Wimpole on the Bailey or something. <laughs> Somerset. Somewhere. Actually, hang on. I wrote down a name. I I'm in Taunton. This is a true crime podcast, <laughs> although you might have to dig deep to find some true yeah, crime these yeah. days. Because tonight it's um, I'm it's at a late. Picture of a massive sandwich. And Ben needed his ham and eggs before he got going. I, I had to have something to eat. It was a long drive, and I'm tired. And I drove cross. past Wimple on the ve- on, yeah. on the ve- <laughs> Just say we're we're in Taunton. That's all people need to know. We're in Taunton. We're drinking cider in Somerset, and we're face to face. For a reunion. Oh. It's been a long, long time. And it's very good to hear you. Because the last time mm. that you were speaking to all of our dear listeners was when you were going to go to Italy. Yes. And you announced that you your trip. I'm going to Italy on Monday. I'm really excited about August. it with my daughter. It's October. Yes. Is it? Is it temperate there? What's the it's climate? Gonna be, yeah, but I, I think it's going to be nice. I should actually have a look at the weather, shouldn't I? Let's have a quick look. Because uh, uh, oh, I don't have to look at the weather to know that in the Canary Islands, it's really sunny and warm. Well, why do you follow the Canary Islands? Are you going there? I'm following there because it's, it's drawing me in. Yeah, I'm going on Monday. Cool. Yeah, well, no, I'm going to say I'm going. Oh, yeah, it's lovely and sunny. 24 degrees. Balmy 24 degrees. That's nice. Balmy. 26 degrees. And what's been happening? There's like there's a war in the Middle East, which I'm not going to mention. A what? War in the Middle East. Oh, God, yeah. That's yeah, that's really shitty. It? And actually, that's part of the reason why I would rather have done the podcast a bit earlier because it's been depressing me quite majorly. Yeah. I mean, okay. The world isn't worried that Victoria Mitzi is slightly upset by... No, it's fucking awful. It's just horrible. It's absolutely Mm. horrendous. And some of the things that have been reported as to have happened are just so horribly vile. 
It's just awful. You do wonder what's wrong with people, don't you? I've been baking cake for <clears> victims <throat> of both sides for work. Did a cake sale. Your cake for Palestine and your cake for Israel. Yeah. I knew you were coming out of baking cake. One of them had to have a two dishwashers and the other one couldn't put the bacon sprinkles. Oh no, I couldn't put them on both of them. <laughs> so so have you got a whole packet of bacon sprinkles you haven't been able to use? <laughs> I just don't put them all in Muslim into my or mouth. a Jewish cake. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, you can so, make so it's the, the world's most disappointing cake for peace. <laughs> it just had nothing in it. Because <laughs> yeah. the situation's so terrible. So they both halal and kosher. It ends up with nothing in it. And dairy-free. <laughs> just basically a few piles of molecules. <laughs> Drives. Okay. Pew. God, that sounds revolting. But, um, I've sort of decided, because the world's sort of falling apart, mm. that... Looking at numbers that I last did on the podcast, people still listen if we're not doing it, so we may as well what not do it. What do they listen to? to? There's nothing to, to listen to. past episodes. Do they? They're still there. Oh, that's very cool. They're okay. Still... People who are listening to past episodes, I have no idea why you're doing it, but thank you. I know, and, and who you are, because mm. things like Iceland is up there, not the supermarket, <laughs> the country. Random. It's just all so strange. I love you all for... <laughs> Being there and putting Come up on. with us. You're getting very show busy, aren't you? I love you all. Yeah, I do. I quite like being like that. <laughs> when someone starts doing that, I can't. I join in. I can't stop. I go overboard. It's like the other way around too. Um, but no, this is all quite nice. The, the um, coffee heater upper in this. We try to find a quiet place to record here. Mm. Starts whirring, so you might be able to hear that in the background and some ACDC. Well. We're in the sort of, I don't know, the lounge, is it? Where the lady said she'd turn the music called? off. She said it was called the lounge. The comfort zone. The comfort <laughs> Chill out zone. lounge. We're coming down off our ease. Yeah. <laughs> After I've coming down from my ham, egg and chips high. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a pool table next door. Okay. I'd love a game of pool. Oh, really? I'm quite good at pool. Are you? Yeah. Oh, well, you, can find, you can't find anyone to play it with. I know, does that? Because I'm not playing it's with you. Be, no, I know. It's got to be quiet. We do have a couple of things, do we not? What have we got coming up? We've got no interaction because I got in the car and didn't know I was doing this. So, sorry about the even worse lack you of preparation. The only reason we came was to do this. Oh, I just fogged you off with that. I just came to see you. No, you didn't. That's all right. <laughs> your face, <clears throat> your face went from grumpy to even more grumpy. There. <laughs> We're talking about a city work, a city bank worker, a banker, who was sacked for claiming an extra sandwich because we liked the picture and the name. On the BBC website, there's a picture of a hand holding an absolutely colossal sandwich, oh, and I've just realised it's actually two identical sandwiches, which is sort of the point of the story. So, the <laughs> crazily named Shabolch Fekete, crazy name, crazy guy, was um, sacked after he put in an expensive claim. Expensive? For, it was sorry, an expensive claim. After he put in an expenses claim for sandwiches and coffee for him and his partner, and then lied about it. So he had an he had an expenses allowance with Citibank of a um, hundred euros a day. And he had claimed two identical sandwiches, two coffees, and two pasta dishes during a business trip to Amsterdam. 
Then his boss queried whether he had consumed all this food. In an email exchange, he said, Mr. Fiquette wrote, I was on the business trip by myself and I had two coffees as they were very small. He further stated, on that day I skipped breakfast and only had one coffee in the morning. For lunch I had one sandwich with drink and one coffee in the restaurant and took another coffee back to the office with me and had the second sandwich in the afternoon, which also served as my dinner. Mr. Fiquette told his boss, all my expenses are within the the €100 daily allowance. Could you please outline what your concern is, as I don't think I have to justify my eating habits to this extent. Well, you clearly did. Well, the bank then said it wasn't about the amount, it was about the fact that they have a strict policy that meals for your partners, spouses, whatever, are not reimbursable. Spices. Spices. (laughs) Isn't that the royal word for spouse? (laughs) I'm here with my spice. Uh Um, You do sound like King Charles. No, he is the king. The king. He is the king. God save the king. King of pain. Are you a royalist? You're pain. Are you a royalist? Mm -mm. No, nor am I. Oh, hang on! I do have phases. If I hang out with army people, they're all really big. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, I mean, people in in the armed forces are always very pro royal. And I go, yeah, because I love the queen. You know, she's dead. Or ex former. What do you say? The late queen, maybe. The late. (laughs) The ex queen. The ex queen. (laughs) Is is she an ex queen? Is this queen no more? Oh no no the the ex. Can we not dead parrot? Can we not dead parrot the queen? (laughs) (laughs) She's a Norwegian blue. I don't know what you're talking about. Have you not heard the Monty Python parrot sketch? It's no. One of the most famous comedy sketch oh in dear, history. Oh I missed it. Where John Cleese walks into a shop and is John Cleese the the pet the parrot owner or the pet shop owner? I can't remember. And he puts a parrot on the table. So this parrot's dead. And the shopkeeper says, "No, it's not. It's just sleeping." <laughs> <laughs> this is an ex parrot. <laughs> it, it has ceased to be. <gasps> That segues into our last podcast where you talked about that um, that man who had sex with a corpse. Um, oh, God, there's been loads of that. And then we were talking about whether you could tell whether you could tell if someone was alive or not when you were leaving. <laughs> <laughs> going. Do it through the tights and the totes go up and down. <laughs> what was his name? I can't remember. Ah. You really threw that one at me. No, I'm oh, sorry. So, you, you brought that one up. This is last a this time. is a story with some great names in it. So we've got um, we we've got Shabolch Fekete is the banker. I'm really impressed with the pronunciation. <clears> who that. admitted he later admitted that he had had these meals with his partner, but the bank ultimately dismissed him and he took them to court for unfair dismissal and wrongful dismissal. But in the judgment, the employment judge, whose name is Judge. Illing, found in favour of the bank. The judge said, this is the ill judge Illing, who's who's licensed to ill, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) He said, I've found this case is not about the sums of money involved. It's about the filing of the expense claim and the conduct of the claimant thereafter. It is significant that the claimant did not make a full and frank disclosure at the first opportunity and did not answer questions directly. The claimant was employed in a position of trust at a global financial institution. And basically, the judge said he should have coughed for it because he didn't cough to it and try to lie his way out of it. Then he deserved to be sacked. I love this defence, and I'm going to use this. The banker later admitted that he shared meals with his partner. He also said that he was having personal difficulties following the death of his grandmother, had taken six weeks of medical leave, and was on strong medication when he replied to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what sort of medication was that? Was that, was that lie about your expenses tablets? <laughs> Magic mushrooms. <laughs> oh, a couple of dodgy pills. 
Even shrimp. There's also some strong medication that he can't remember eating food with his spouse. He does remember the Then I wouldn't want him in coffees. charge of millions of dollars of True. money, would you? Well, maybe you? he was just like, he had a kind of, I don't know, data entry position or something. <laughs> data <laughs> entry. <laughs> Expenses entry position. Mm-hmm. Judge Elling. Judge Elling, that's a great name yes, for a judge. brilliant. <clears throat> they, they've got some corker names, though. What, judges? judges? Yeah. yeah. Mr. Justice Fishnets. I think you have to have a silly name to be a judge. It's like the or, or a rumbunctious name. Rumbunctious. <laughs> judge rumbunctious. <laughs> <laughs> judge Wiggy. Or stand for Judge Rumbunctious. <laughs> um, yeah. Somebody replied when I posted that, in like, quite badly spelt, but... Do, do you judge people when things bad? Obviously. Spell? Do you? Yeah, of course I do. Well, every, no, hardly anyone. Can you, can you keep the squirting down in the background? Um, what, 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 why have you gone on to squirting? <laughs> squirting. The spray. Oh, You're very deaf. I know, I'm, I'm deaf as a post. You know that. <laughs> um, what was I saying? I haven't got a clue. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> bad spelling, bad grammar. Oh, a response on Twitter uh-huh. saying they just wanted to get rid of him anyway. What, Judge um, Rumbunctious? No, Spajish Balvanjali. Fikete. Shabosh Fikete. Shabosh. How do you know how to pronounce her oh, Hungarian I, I was a newsreader, wasn't I? So was and I, I know that in, in, in Eastern European, S, the S-Z sound is Shabosh. And true. the L-C-S is Ush. So Shabosh. I've started skimming over words quite severely <laughs> since I've lost interest in life. And, oh, since you start having to wear glasses because you're so old. But I make them into like little puns. Oh, so today God. someone's like, what did they, they wrote me a message about this charity Oh, is this going to be a stuff? great anecdote where you can't remember the punchline? No, no, I do remember this right. because um, as lo- they were telling me, we were talking about raffle prizes. Uh-huh. And, they were telling, and then they said, what, and I said, do you have examples of what raffle prizes you can give out? What the hell do you give? If you've got something, do you go and buy something to the beans for a raffle? <laughs> and she said, some, she said something about a clean, as long as they're clean and they're, um, no, I have forgotten it. It was, it looked like, it looked like she wrote toilet seat. Way to tell the story. <laughs> Goodness me, I, I can literally f- hear us hemorrhaging listeners at that shite piece of interaction. Some people like that kind of thing. I make people feel normal. I reach out. <laughs> reach out. I'll be there. To the sort of you know middling. We've got the four brigade. tops in the room. You love a song title. I do love a I've song title. I've noticed that. Papa Doodle Do, friends. <laughs> you know, you can name that tune. We'd be quite formidable in a pub quiz. <laughs> My eldest daughter is really good at pub quizzes. Is she? And she and I have won pub quizzes before. Oh. Won cash. Wouldn't like to be against Speak you. money. Like what? Money, cash, cash, money. Yeah, cash, money, money, cash. Um, there's one near where I live at St. Neots that has a pub quiz, and we won the quiz there. We won about. 50 quid, I think. Oh, that's quid. good. Yeah, it's good. I was in a quiz with many moons ago where I used to live in West London mm. and they gave a bottle of champagne and we got it in a group. No. Mm. Yeah, it was a bit like. There what? were four of us. There was me, my girlfriend, Josie, and her partner. And we won big. And her partner was useless. Her partner at the time, which she's not with anymore, she was absolutely hopeless and didn't answer a single question. The rest of us all kind of answered a few questions each. I think I'd like to say. You know, with the, the with the, the modesty for which I'm famed, I easily answered the most questions. And how did your girlfriend do? Not bad at all. Really? She's very good on wildlife. Okay. Yeah, she's really good on wildlife. Was there a lot questions. of wildlife questions, though? There are a few. There always are, aren't there? Really? 
no, no. The, 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 Everybody loves a nature the or wildlife The cheese colour that you want in Trivial Pursuit doesn't come up when you're thinking, oh, I'd love a science one. Never. Love of, what, salt? The Epicurus Delight? No, the, the cheeses in Trivial Pursuit. Well, what, 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 what colour cheese do you like? I like best brown then? cheese. Pastry? Yeah. And um, I don't I mind like the... brown cheese. <laughs> okay, there's a quote. <laughs> My dog does brown cheeses. <laughs> oh God, they segmented. <laughs> That's brown rope. Nice rind on them. <laughs> What's um? Hang on, I, I think my favourite. So, what? I I, I I don't mind with Trivial Pursuit. I like them all. Probably green. My favourite green's probably my favourite. The science no, I, and nature. I don't. I don't like the science ones. And what are the categories? The pink. What are the pink? Pink is entertainment. Okay. Orange is that. sport. Oh no! No no sport. Can you do sport? Yeah, I'm pretty good at sport. Can you? I'm okay. I'm okay at it. I'm okay at everything. Blue is geography. I'm quite good at that usually. What's yellow? Is that that? Art That's science and nature, isn't it? No, green is science and nature. Maybe yellow is history and brown is art and literature. Oh, I don't know. Who cares? This is so boring. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was having fun. <laughs> can we talk about shoplifting? <laughs> well, facials. Only facial recognition. See if I can. I actually have no service because we are in. Do you want me, do you want me to here. say tell you what the story is? Yes, please. Okay, but I so can't contribute because I've got a white screen. <clears> the Met Police have rolled out facial recognition <clears> technology <throat> to tackle London's worst shoplifters. I don't know why I love this so much. Why, okay, why I know go, why I love it so much. Why Because they're avoiding like the small fry shoplifters. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, Victoria just pointed at her own chest. Richard Maidley's among us. I hope before. Pinch and Judy. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Is that a thing? Is that a thing? Well, he, he got done for nicking a load of wine you know bottles, yeah, didn't he, wine, from Waitrose or wine. somewhere. It's quite a middle class thing to do. And everyone talks about Winona Ryder, don't they? What, what did she know? Celebrity shoplifting. Oh, she's a Hollywood star. She got caught stealing some clothes or something like that. Really? Yeah. Maybe she's such a star she didn't know she had to pay for them. <laughs> there are celebrity shoplifters, aren't there? But then shoplifting sort of kleptomania is a bit of a thing, isn't it? Some people just like to steal stuff and it gives them a, a, a rush of excitement. I don't know if this is, is true Is that why you steal? <laughs> I just steal hearts, Ben. Oh, blue <laughs> I was really desperately hoping you wouldn't think of saying that. <laughs> That's why I had to say it. Um, it's kind of a housewife thing to do, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you're a bored housewife. Goes yeah. out nicking for kicks. Yeah, kicking for nicks. <laughs> nicking knickers for nicking kicks. Nicking for knicks. Oh, yeah, but think about all the types of theft there is. I can't click on the So the Met Police here. said 149 suspects were identified within days after asking the capital's 12 leading retailers for images of their 30 most prolific unidentified offenders. So they have 30 offenders, but they identified 149 suspects. That suggests to me that the technology is somewhat (laughs) oversharing. Some of the suspects had links to serious crime. All of them had previously been arrested for crimes, including drug dealing, sexual offences, burglary violence, and possession of firearms. Met Commissioner Sir Mark Rowley called the results game-changing. Hmm. I'm not sure Lots of things are game-changing, what was it? Um, the the by-election result was described by Sakir as game-changing, wasn't it? Yeah, but people just say that as a headline thing, and then you read a bit deeper. And it's not game-changing at all. In fact, no. the game is exactly the same as it always the was. The game is over. Is the game afoot? I do think it's quite good, because I would offer the thought, it's one of those things where there's someone who does it really heftily, 
Does it really what, Eddie? Heftily. Well, they, they steal hefty things like Conatelli's. No, but um, I think people do it as a tra- and then you order off shoplifters. Uh, you don't say hefty, you London say stout. Thing. Sorry? You don't say hefty, you say stout. Stout. He's a stout shoplifter. Okay, the, the stout shoplifters, they don't just lift beer, though. No, <laughs> boom, boom. Uh, but um, do you know what I mean? It's like a, it's like a sort of semi-professional shoplifter thing Oh, yeah, thing there's people do. who will steal to order. I find if, if this is you, can you contact me? You didn't let me finish podcast at gmail.com because I need some new Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like Vinted anymore, so there. Why do you like Vinted? Um, you can't order stuff like shoes on Vinted because it's just yeah, like no, who buys second hand shoes? Dyed in them. Like, dyed in their shoes. And the cookers. Well, they're still in the shoes. Like that. Huh? They're not still in the shoes. It's still warm. Although. The government has come under increasing pressure from retailers to get a grip on the retail crime responsible for the loss of an estimated £19 billion pounds in revenue big. in the UK every year. It's all the same three Sorry, no, people. Not, my apologies, not £19 billion, £1.9 billion. I was going to say oh, they could... To me, there's not that much difference. It's squillions of people. Earlier this month, Policing Minister Chris Philip, no, Chris Philp, suggested passport photos could be integrated into the police database to find a CCTV match. Well, that doesn't sound very big, brother, does it? No, and I think there are slight flaws in this, but I like the idea, and I like the fact that people who... I mean, people are so brazen about it. What about Um, nicking? Okay, what do you think about this? On my local Facebook, Mm. someone had taken snapshots of this woman in, like, the local little... Boutique. Okay. Like a little boutique-y shop, Mm. and she was like, this woman's shoplifting... And I kind of thought... Could you feel a boutique? Yeah. Lovely, gorgeous things. Oh, but they're like little... Like salt and pepper cruets. They're like hippos or something. I don't think it's about... It's not about what you're stealing. It's about stealing, isn't it? It's about Antique bellows. Antique bellows. Yeah, you know. Those things are like (laughs) antique, but they're lovely, gorgeous things. I often think of antique bellows. Uh, yeah, and what do you think of that though? Because I was like, is this kind of like citizen journalism? God, citizen crime fighting. If you don't like someone, you just take a snap of them and you go, this person was shoplifting. Exactly, it's, it's just it's, it's very sinister. The pylon was terrible. The pylon. Disgusting. There was still some, some young ish woman about my age. <laughs> <laughs> so a middle aged older woman then. <laughs> middle aged person who lies about her age. Um, <laughs> I thought it was terrible. Could have, could have been me. Hashtag. <laughs> hashtag, <laughs> hashtag me too. The Met says one in ten Londoners work in retail and there are more than a thousand cases of abuse and violence reported against retail staff every year. That's a bit harsh, isn't it? Well, you, know, you go into a shop, they haven't got what you want to buy, so you thump the shop assistant. But do you think that a lot of shop assistants are going, well, that person was rude to me, so I want to go home. And then they have to go, okay, go home for six weeks. I know exactly what type of shop assistant you're thinking of in your head there. (laughs) Now look, shop girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think I heard that one absolutely fabulous. (laughs) Shop girl. The force says the facial recognition algorithm has been independently tested through the National Physical Laboratory with an assurance it's 100% accurate when used retrospectively. So mm. it's 100% accurate if you arrest the person afterwards. Okay. Yeah, but also, this this Facebook thing, mm. they didn't have a picture of her actually 
teeny thing anything. No, no, of course. Oh no, I got, I got the. Are you not, are you not worried about this? Yes, I think it's a terrible. Emmanuel, I am like Emmanuel Andrews from the human rights charity Liberty, who says, and I quote. Facial recognition technology has no place on our streets, in our shops, or in any other areas of our lives, including our small boutiques. She added, mm. no, I added that bit myself. <laughs> she added, this technology threatens our privacy and stifles free speech, and we should all be worried about moves to expand its reach. We're also concerned about the creep of facial recognition technology into other areas of policing. Dun, 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 mm. dun. Oh, why? Tell me why. Tell you, tell you why, what? why is she concerned, or he, um, concerned about the creep of it? Emmanuel is, is concerned, says, well, we don't know. Well, actually, no, it is a lady, because it's Emmanuel with an E at the end. Okay. So, Emmanuel says, we cannot rely on tech to solve deep societal problems. This is an unjustified expansion of state surveillance, and there are numerous alternatives. Which are? I don't know, Emmanuel doesn't say that. Yeah, like stopping me. Oh, actually, I've got another... Tough um, on crime, tough on the causes of crime. Oh, I've got that. another... Oh, did he? Tony Blair? Yes, he did. <laughs> you could have owned up to that because <laughs> everyone knew what you were doing. They could hear you mouthing. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody could hear me mouth. Tough on the causes of crime. I'm very cross with Tesco's. Why? Because they, they practically strip-searched me the last time I left. And I'm like their number one customer where I live. Oh, God. <laughs> what, have you got a little badge that says so? Tesco number one customer? I may as well mm. have awarded myself a badge. Now, I do spend so much in the gaff that um, when I'm leaving and they, like, take it away, do you know what they found? This was setting off. I was like, can I go now? You know, it's kind of, I've got can to go, go now. <laughs> God, I hate you. And uh, they found what was setting off all the stuff in the trolley. And I had, like kids clothes and like stupid fucking shit like a big pile of supermarket stuff in my trolley and they go through everything really slowly shepherd's bush will have got away with this without a pile of nutters it was this it was an old mascara listeners victoria is now rooting through some rather boring looking little bag no, of makeup and stuff. it was one of these on a mascara and i'd walk through it the same barrier a hundred times and i just thought fuck anything better to do come on tesco so he went oh do you want me to finally find it i was like beep, 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 okay it's this all right bye bye and mm. he was like oh do you want me to and he grabs it do you want me to demagnetize or de thingy bob it mm. so he disappears on my mascara can you imagine my face at this <laughs> point i'm yes. like yeah. and i'd seen school mums coming in and they were like Oh, look like at they you getting shoplifting. <laughs> they, they, like they might like you more if you're a shoplifter. But then he demagnetised this thing, and I was just like Tesco's, like you're, you don't know who you're messing with. <laughs> yeah. Well, they apparently do because you've done nothing about it. <laughs> well, they have. At least ten people are going to hear this <laughs> and, and not give a shit. The same as I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, don't you? No. I thought it went into your like invasion of privacy, especially if every pound in seven is spent in Tesco. Is every pound in like seven that. spent in Tesco? I remember hearing that something God. like that ages ago. Tesco is my local supermarket. To be fair. Is it? Why yeah. are you some Waitrose then? Waitrose is a bit too tedious to get. Well, they closed the Waitrose where I live and it's no. the nearest one now. No, do you sit <clears> outside <throat> of the little shaker? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. The supermarkets that are available to me are Tesco, Marks and Spencer and Sainsbury's. Uh, oh, Welcome and to the Middle Age Podcast. Uh, oh, 
I know. This is <laughs> you started this. Which are available you, you, to me. You started this boring <laughs> supermarket it. chat. Well, then shut up. I am. And let me finish my Just boring supermarket story. Pointing out what I enjoy is boring. Yeah. Like way of my mobile. Oh, it is like boring. You. I've not even finished that supermarket story. It's so boring. <laughs> I do want to know where you. You know what? I've bored even myself. Where does Ben go to the supermarket, everybody? Come on, just have I, okay. a game with yourself I and guess. To Tesco usually because Tesco is in walking distance mm. of where I live. Mm. If I'm not going to Tesco, I can go to Sainsbury's or Marks and Spencers. God, There's also stop. Aldi and Lidl. My dad swears <gasps> by Lidl. He thinks Lidl's You've brilliant. Got everything. But I don't usually go. I have to travel just to go to Tesco, and it's a car ride away. Uh-huh. And there's no Aldi or no Lidl near me. Oh dear. No, what, what about Middle Aisle that I no dream Widdle. of? No, no Widdle. No flip-flops and sort of... <laughs> the middle aisle. Was sort of random shit, like a, a bench press next to a sort of like a yeah, pair of flip-flops. Well, little boss something. used to turn up, and you could tell where she'd be. She'd turn up with like a broom and some photo frames and stuff. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. even to Along with some unbranded orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What's what the ice cream called? Wafer biscuits that look a bit like Kit Kats, but aren't really Kit Kats. <laughs> and they're called Fleboshki. <laughs> Or cat kitkush. <laughs> what is the ice cream called gelatelli? Gelatelli. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like gelato, but not gelato. <laughs> oh, spell it out, Ben. What, I, I explained the joke? Yeah, this is funny because... <laughs> he's lying. He's funny because he's true. Suits <laughs> <laughs> you talking like that. Um, it's the <laughs> Welcome to the coffee machine, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the trucker's cap. And on that note... Is it goodbye? I think it's goodbye for me. Goodbye, everybody. You didn't let me finish podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs> He's doing the thing, flicking you the V sign, guys. I do that all the time. Uh, write to us and I'll check it before the next. Person. Oh, no, I'm getting abused here, so I'm going to go. Nice to see Bye. you. Bye.